there is no better investment than the one you make in yourself. I think sometimes we're weirded out about the idea of investing in ourselves because no one ever teaches us yeah. like how amazing that can be and how far that can take us in life versus going to the grocery store and buying something or <laughs> going to a you know a, a Zara or somewhere and buying it. Zara? You know, we're going to Gucci, okay? Going to Gucci. <laughs> Sun is coming up, are you ready to go? We can take a ride, we can take it slow. It's your boy Paul Fishman, self-love coach and you do you activist, excited to welcome you on the road to self-love. Each week I'm going to be joined by a very special guest in my car as we travel literally and figuratively on the road to self-love. We're going to have very candid conversation about life, self-love, business, and so much more, all with the goal of giving you the tools that you need to learn how to love yourself unconditionally. I hope you're ready, so let's get buckled up, because here we go. Hi. Hi, self-lovers. Is that what we can call you now? I hope so. I've decided. All of my people are just the self-lovers. Yeah? (laughs) Great. Perfect. Fantastic. I'm so excited about this. Another week. Another week has come and gone, and here we are, episode five. It's so exciting for me to be here sharing the message of so many powerful people and also being able to have these conversations. And you know, I've recorded around, let's see, 14 of these episodes so far. And what I found is that there's something magical about having a conversation in a car. It's like you're closed off to the world. You're you're kind of feeling really inspired and empowered to just have a really vulnerable conversation. And that's what this conversation that I had with Armand Anderson is. And I also want to take a side note. A lot of people were like, I'm not quite sure why you're interviewing Armand Paul. And I said, Yeah, that makes sense. And they say this because Armand is also a self-love coach. So why would I want to introduce my community to someone who pretty much does the exact same thing as me, but of course, without the the Paul Fishman style, you know, he's his own entity. He has his own programming, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. The reason that I did this is because not only did I need to push through the scarcity mindset that I have, I also wanted to step into my mission, which is to empower and inspire humanity to love unconditionally. And the unfortunate, but also very fortunate part of this is that I can't do that alone. I can't expect that I'm going to be able to touch every single person in this world and inspire them to love unconditionally. But what I can expect is to meet people who are going to support my mission. So regardless of whether or not I'm here saying I can do it on my own, I I know that Armand and a slew of other life coaches, therapists, beautiful light workers in this world are going to be able to support you, my self-lover, to truly not only spread the love within, but the love externally. So let's talk a little bit more about scarcity and how you can apply this concept into your life because a lot of us live in this scarcity mindset. You know, we can talk about maybe on Instagram where someone shares a quote with you and then you repurpose it as your own and you decide not to share where you found it from or the person who shared it with you. This is a concept of scarcity, meaning, oh, if I keep all that information to myself, it is going to serve me in a better place because I'm vibrating at this low level feeling of scarcity that nothing else is going to come my way. So I have to protect everything that I own. On the flip side, abundance 
comes from the same concept of me having another self-love coach on my show. This concept of, oh, someone gave me this beautiful quote. I'm going to give them credit. And more often than not, guess what happens? The person who gave you the quote, the person who you give the credit to, is going to share that quote with their following. And even though it was something that they originally said, the people are going to say, oh, wow, I'm going to go look at the person who repurposed this quote because not only did they take the time to repurpose it, but they thought that it was powerful enough to share it. So outside of the Instagram world, how does scarcity come up? Scarcity comes up when we blame other people for our own personal actions or the decisions. A scarcity comes up when we are victimizing ourselves to our fundamentals and the things that have hit home with us recently, whether it is the idea of asking for support, but then saying, you know what, it's not going to serve me, it's too expensive, or scarcity and victimizing come up when we are here living our truth, but we allow people to have us play small and people to allow us this feeling of less than like, these are all things that we're actually allowing ourselves to do if that makes sense. And if it doesn't make sense, hey, send me a message because I love to talk about the victim mindset, the scarcity mindset, all of these things that are keeping us playing small. So with that being said, I want you to consider something. I want you to consider what it would feel like to step into your abundance, to step into this concept that you are worth your dreams, that you are worth not only lifting yourself up, but everyone around you. It's going to be a beautiful, beautiful thing when we all realize that right here now, if you lift up your neighbors, if you lift up the people around you, instead of pulling them down to your level, they're going to pull you up as well. So this might even have struck a chord where you don't know how to lift yourself up, but lift up the people around you and, I, and do that in a non-self-serving way, which I can talk about more later, but do that in a non-self-serving way, meaning, hey, Armand, I want to lift you up. I want to have you on my show because I know that you're going to be able to support people that maybe I can't, right? That is not self-serving at all unless you're looking at it to the point that my self-service is empowering and inspiring humanity to love unconditionally. So before we hop into this episode, I want to remind you that throughout the month of April until the end of April 2019, you can enter the Road to San Diego giveaway. And this giveaway is just my little way of not only celebrating this brand new entity that is the Road to Self-Love, but also celebrating all of my self-lovers and giving you the opportunity to come join me in San Diego for the weekend of June 7th through the 9th. We are going to spend two hours in self love workshop deep diving into the things that not only are making you play small and giving you this scarcity mindset, but also I'm going to give you so many tools to just expand your consciousness around this idea of self-love and abundance and worth and compassion and all those other beautiful words that align with the self-love mission. You're also going to enjoy a meal with me. You're going to get a facial at my favorite holistic skincare place, shop good which is currently in north park and they're opening up a brand new space in del mar this month as well so they are just growing we are growing with them and it's so exciting to experience that you're also going to get a 250 dollars visa gift card that's going to help you get around town it's also going to support you if you want to go on a shopping spree or do any fun stuff while you are here in san diego i'm going to of course pay for your 
round trip airfare, and you are also going to get accommodated at the Empress Hotel in La Jolla, which is beautiful. I just did a staycation there last week, and I love that it is a hop, skip, and a jump away from the ocean, the seals in La Jolla, all of the delicious food and dining opportunities and shopping in La Jolla. And it's also going to be the place that you and I are going to have our workshop. So you're just going to be set to have this beautiful, beautiful weekend in June. All you have to do to enter is go to Paul Fishman. That's my first name, Paul. My last name, Fish, like the things that swim in the sea. Man like me, dot L-O-V-E, paulfishman.love forward slash giveaway. All of the details, everything you have to do to enter. Oh, and I forgot to mention, you will have a welcome gift bag by Urban Remedy waiting for you, which is going to have a lot of treats and snacks and food for you to keep you nourished over the weekend in the Paul Fishman style that you've come to know and love. So once again, head to paulfishman.love forward slash giveaway. You have until the very end of April to enter. And I cannot wait to receive your entry because remember, you are worth it. You deserve it. And you are not alone. So without further ado, I'm so excited to welcome Armand Anderson into the car. So let's get buckled up, get ready, because here we go. We can take a ride, we can take it slow, yeah. Welcome back to the road to self-love. It's your boy, Paul Fishman, self-love coach and you-do-you activist. I'm here with Mr. Self-Love himself. Yes, there is more than one man in the self-love space, and this is the best guy to be in the space with me. His name is Armand, and I'm going to let you just do the, the dirty and introduce yourself because I couldn't even, I couldn't even do it. Well, I got to tell you, your driving skills in the first five seconds are absolutely incredible. Really? Absolutely. Oh, thanks. I feel safe. I'm buckled in. Okay, great. We're in Westlake Village. <laughs> things are things are amazing. I'm but really far north for you, my friend. <laughs> it's so great to be here. <laughs> I became Mr. Self-Love after a lot of hardship. Yeah. But you know what's beautiful is when you can look at Pain in life is growth. Mm -hmm. What more beautiful than that? Yeah. What more beautiful than pain in life as growth? So I just want to like jump like head first into your story because it is a, it, I was very, you, you know, you kind of jinxed my driving skills though. Cause I keep <laughs> on like going into these really like wrong places. So what I, but what I want to do is get out of this parking lot. And I really want to just dive headfirst into your story because your story, I heard it back in September and it just blew my mind because you were so vulnerable, so authentic with like where you were, where you, where you're going, where you've come from. And just like a really, really powerful voice, I think for men in this space. So, uh, you know, specifically, I just love to hear about like that, as I like to call it, the Oprah aha moment for you when you were like, oh, I gotta be all about self-love so this is just this is really just, a disaster you just gotta be here for this one <laughs> if you're watching on youtube you get it if you are listening with us on your favorite podcast consumption uh, app just you know head on over to youtube check it out we're just having a lot of fun getting out of this this parking structure just gotta be here for just it gotta, yeah okay so let her rip we're in the clear we're in the clear 
You know, I would say my aha moment was realizing that life is every day. Self-love is every day. And I think sometimes we want to, you know, just be like, we, we got it figured out. And then life will remind us one more time that we don't. And that embracing that journey of getting to a place where you want to better yourself every day. Because the moment you think you've arrived, uh, I'll tell you my life, a couple times I thought that. And then I got to a point where life hit me sideways uh, because a lot of things you can't control. And when you try to control things, you'll find out that you can't, right? And something yeah. will happen, relationship, um, work, career. And after a relationship that I was in when I was 22 to 23, uh, I was reminded yet again the importance of knowing your worth. Mm. And I really didn't even know what self-love was at that point. But after this relationship that I went through that stemmed from abuse um, and a lot of pain and a lot of not knowing myself and allowing somebody to treat me uh, any way that she wanted to. And I think that's the, the crazy part is when you don't know your worth and you have a lot of self-hate, insecurities, jealousy within yourself, what you allow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, I mean... I really want the whole story here because it's very, very powerful. Like, just like, I, I want to know like that breaking point. I think that yeah. it's just like there are, and, and if you are triggered at all by any type of like domestic abuse stories or things like that or, or violence in partnership, like please, uh, you know, this isn't the podcast for you. But uh, if you want to hear a really transformative story, cue Armand. Yeah, so the interesting thing about it all I entered a relationship with somebody that I had met and we were friends for many months and I, I never saw a red flag and I went into this relationship uh, you know thinking that it was gonna be great and as soon as uh, this person moved to the same state that I lived in um, I started to see uh, to say the least red flags that I thought I could uh, fix. Mm -hmm. I thought I was the person that was going to fix uh, the person that I was dating. And the first sign that I saw was uh, a night where I had been at her home uh, in Santa Monica for three days. And I wanted to go home because I'd been there for three days and I, I didn't live with her. And as soon as I wanted to leave, she asked me, why are you leaving? I was like, I have some errands to run. I have things to do at home. And she said, well, you're an entrepreneur. You can work from here. And so I got so uncomfortable, I started walking toward the door. And when I got to the door, she had chased me down. And all of a sudden, she started slamming the walls. And all of a sudden, I didn't know what to do because violence was never my life. And when she started slamming the walls, all I wanted to do in that moment was run. But I froze, and then as soon as she was done screaming and banging the wall, she sat on the floor. And then she started scratching herself like a thousand miles an hour, and she's like, please don't leave me, please don't leave me, please don't leave me. And so it was like a, what do they call it, flight or flight? Mm -hmm. And so I had that moment of run, but then I all, all of a sudden had that moment of how can you leave somebody who's in that state? And that was where the whole abuse for that year began because what I did was I sat on the floor with her and that became okay. Mm. And as soon as 
that became okay, she knew that she could take it another step forward. And then it led to, you know, things that I probably wouldn't even make sense, that didn't make sense to me as to how someone can, you know, hit somebody physically for no reason. Um, or one time being at a restaurant and uh, having an amazing dinner and saying, you know, you're beautiful. And her response is, why the, you know, F can't you call me sexy? Mm. And, you know, not being able to really um, give her what she lacked, really, that, that can't stem from me, no matter how much I loved her, cared for her, because it had to come from within her. And so I had, I had a lot of nights of everybody, and I think you probably can relate, of people telling you uh, what they believe is best for you. And people saying, Armand, you know, you deserve better. What are you doing? You know, if you go back to her, what's going to happen? But what I learned was no matter what someone tells you until you know it for yourself and until you hit that, I guess, you know, people call it rock bottom, then you'll still go back to that same place. And we talk about vulnerability and transparency. And as my heart gets heavy, even sharing this right now, because it was the best and worst moment together uh, in my life, you call that breakthrough, was when we had been on a two-week break and everyone said, you know, don't go to dinner with her. The same thing's going to happen. You know it's not going to get any better. And ultimately, I go anyways. <laughs> and I go to dinner and we ended up in her car because she started some argument and she had hit me so hard that night uh, in her Prius, which as you know, is not that big of a car uh, for someone to be hitting you. And my arm started to bleed. I remember looking at my arm and having that moment of awakening. It's almost like the Lifetime movies. You ever see Lifetime? <laughs> Hard to watch, but beautiful to see a breakthrough. And I looked at myself for the first time in my life, which at 23 is a big statement. And who would have thought it would have come in that moment of looking at myself like that? And I looked at myself and I said, Armand, this is about you. Out of any girl that you could have met on Bumble, Tinder, Match, Plenty of Fish, <laughs> Plenty of Other People, <laughs> I found her, I met her, I chose her, and for 12 months, I allowed myself to get to this point where it got as bad as being hit to seeing my arm bleed. And someone ultimately that cared for her, that wanted to help and fix and save, and I got to a point where I realized trying to do that ultimately hurt myself mentally and physically. And what was crazy about it is I drove home that night um, embarrassed, you know, everybody telling you that you don't deserve it, uh, you, you know, you deserve better. And I had a dream that night and I woke up in cold sweats, like when you have the flu, but I wasn't sick this time. I, I woke up from this dream where this guy said, for what you just went through, you are now Mr. Self-Love. You found your purpose. And I woke up thinking, what was that about? I've been an entrepreneur in network marketing my whole life, since I was 12 years old. I grew up in it. I don't know anything about self-love, obviously. <laughs> but I might have just found something that changed the rest of my life. And from that can help somebody else. And so I go to Google and I type in self-love and if you ever Googled it before, the second line says, you're a narcissist if you love yourself. 
I'm thinking, how does that make any sense? (laughs) (laughs) And I just started becoming so intrigued by the idea of what can happen if you actually invest in yourself and love yourself and you're happy with yourself. After that happens, what does the rest look like? And I started to just work on myself and ultimately now it has led me to 28 and you know, being in a relationship where we call each other equals. Uh, and I've come to find out that the best relationship is when two independent people come together. Um, it's almost like you do you, I do me, but we share at the end of the day, you know, the glory and sometimes not the glory, uh, but there's no judgment. And it's two people that have their own self-love, which is uh, what we talk about when, um, you know, in coaching especially is we talk about self-love is one of my first questions if I was single now I would ask somebody do you love you and whether or not they thought that was weird <laughs> I would still ask it because yeah. it's one of the most important questions to find out yeah wow well I mean first of all thank you for going there with us right on the dot and everyone who's watching and listening thank you for you know saving and sharing space for that type of I think it's really, really important that we have these conversations, especially when you can't be the only one who's gone through something like that. Like, so if, if anyone is struggling like with some sort of domestic violence or abuse in relationship, know that you are not alone. It's really, really important. And, and I know that myself and Armand both be like, oh, welcome your emails and and direct messages and comments with like open arms to support you through that. Uh, But you know, something that you said about being, you said you were 23, right? Or 22? Yeah. So I I, I had left that relationship when I was almost 24. So you were almost 24 when you had like this realization that you couldn't blame someone else for you being in that relationship. And I think that like, that's a really enlightened thing and thing to notice at that young of an age because I do a lot of work when it comes to coaching people through reframing blame. You know, it's really, really easy to point our fingers at the abusive partner or the horrible parents or the, the principals at school or whatever it may be, these people blaming, you know, you for yeah. uh, all these things that are happening to you. And I think it's really, really powerful to notice and celebrate that you were able to say, oh, this has nothing to do with my partner. This has everything to do with the decisions that I've made. So I just wanted to like offer that as like, I'm celebrating that you were able to notice that at such a young age without having ever been through anything like that before. So I appreciate that so much. It's, it's the easier thing. I always talk about betterness versus bitterness. Mm. And the irony is bitterness is easier to choose, which in this case, it could have been me blaming her and my life is miserable because of her mm-hmm. or I'm being abused because of her. And you start living that way and you find out that although it's the easier decision to blame somebody else for what you chose, mm-hmm. <laughs> it'll never lead to better. And betterness is looking in the mirror and saying, you know what, I'm responsible for choosing this person or being at this place or having these friends and if you take responsibility you're facing a lot and it's deep and you got to be honest with yourself and it's not easy but your life will become better and so that's where you got to ask yourself you know truthfully what do i want for me 
not for anybody else, but for me in my life. I love that. Yeah, it's just, this is like, I just want to break out my journal and write. The, I've just received so many prompts. So I want to kind of switch gears because we started really heavy and I want to, I want to lighten it up. I think now's the perfect time for us to play one of the Road to Self Love road trip games because we are on this road and I feel like we're almost to the end of it. But um, no, we're not. We're, we can keep on going. Look uh, at that scenery. Look at that scenery. I wish you could. You were just in the car with all of us peeps because it is beautiful, this view. So I would love to, I like to call this the story time game. And basically how it works is we are going to do our best to tell a story. But the caveat is, is that you get to say one word and then I say one word and then you say another word and, and then I say another word. And then we'll just see where the story takes us. So let's do something a little more lighthearted. I think that the theme of our story, wait, I, I don't even know. What, what, do you, what do you want to tell a story about? Let's, let's call it, you know, if you guys could see where we are right now, <laughs> it, it's, it's a road that is curving every second. And, and we got to go back to when we started and when I said Paul's a great driver. Now, in this case, if he wasn't, I probably would be vomiting right now. <laughs> really? Okay, but, perfect. You know, because he's so great, this, we got to call it the road. Okay, we're going to call it the road. Okay, so I'm just going to let you start the story, the first word. I am driving down a road that's curvy and windy, so I want to say that the road that we're driving is beautiful. And will never lead us down the wrong path. The end! <laughs> I mean, publish that. That was perfect. That I call poetry. <laughs> poetry. So maybe it's the poetry game. That was really, really fun. I sped up a little too fast. I was really excited there. Well, I think this is the perfect segue into talking about maybe something that's in the works to be published on your end? Self-loveology. Mm. Say that three times fast. That's right. <laughs> the book, the inception of the book was, you know, think about the, the study of psychology or any ology. Um, and we, we started thinking about the study of self-love, which comes back to your first and last love is yourself. Everything begins and ends with the self. And so the book has a lot to do with, you know, my journey, the lessons I learned from it um, and how you can, you know, put these lessons that I learned in my life into your life um, to ultimately lead to a healthy relationship, um, doing what you love uh, versus we talked about this earlier, you know, doing something you hate and it leading to mediocrity and leading to not really enjoying this life because, Let's be honest, it was like yesterday we graduated high school and I just had my 10-year reunion and I'm like, where's time going? It's, it's the one thing we can't stop. And so the, the book that will come out um, end of this year um, so you know, exciting. Will, will really set, set you up for, uh, I can't believe I'm saying this, 2020. 
Ooh. I'm not talking about ABC 2020. <laughs> is it ABC or CBS? <laughs> Whatever. And, and, you know, it's a lot of vulnerability. And I hope when, when people pick up this book and read it, um, you'll feel that it's okay to share what's inside of you. Um, and I know it's not easy, but if we hold the things we go through in, the insecurities, the thoughts of lack, of scarcity, of um, who we want to be, that we think we can't be, mm. all these things that I've gone through in my own life um, of questioning, is it possible for me? You know, you see so many people on social media, you know, living this life, living that life. And, you know, the first thing we want to tell ourselves is it can't happen for me. But um, my motto of this year was why not? Mm, why right? Not? Why not me? If, if I truly want something and I just stay the course every single day and when I wake up now, I, I look in the mirror again and I say every day, every day, every day. Mm. And if I just focus on that one step forward every day versus being freaked out by the end result, then I'll get to, you know, I'll get to it. It's just good things take time. Great things take time. So uh, I love, I just love everything about your journey. I love how you've kind of punctuated it with this, just like these moments of really taking your pain, literal pain, and turning it into a purpose. And, you know, we were talking before when we had lunch, we were talking about this whole concept of, of building your business versus like someone else's business. And this is something that you run into because you are in the network marketing world and you've been very successful in that world. But you're also almost, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, feel like torn between two, two lives because you have the, the self-love coaching, but then you also have this other business that you've built on. Do you, do you like see you going down the path of both of these forever? Or, like, where do you see yourself? with this yeah it's it's a great question i think a lot of people go through it even though we wouldn't think so mm. because it's it's something that's really easy to want to hide uh, or want to hide behind who you really are mm. uh, which i've gone through myself um, and it's still an everyday thing right i think some people they look at social media and don't realize people go through it every day um, they're just going through it right and, and they're learning as they go uh, but for me i i had to lean in and um, I, I credit my girlfriend, Linda, to, you know, really sitting me down sometimes and saying, lean in. You know, when it's easy to take a step back, just lean in to who you really are. And when it comes to uh, self-love coaching, and uh, which is my purpose, and, and network marketing, uh, which were on the health and wellness side, um, I had to really understand that health is a huge part of loving yourself, taking care of yourself. Without health... You know, we talk about having high medical bills, you know, and, and who knows if we're even able to do what it is we love. And so I finally started to come to peace with the fact that being healthy and being fit and whatever it means for someone, right? It could be walking outside. It could be going to the gym. It could be like Linda. She loves to hike. Mm -hmm. um, it could be whatever it is for someone. But I finally was able to come to peace with the idea that health is a part of self-love, right? Taking care of yourself. Um, and so it's not a negative to show people a way where they can, you know, consume great product, uh, be a part of a community that will hold them accountable. Because I think what I've seen, including in my own life, is sometimes we don't want to take that leap um, of maybe a fitness journey or a health journey because we're, we feel like we're alone. Yeah. Um, and so, and maybe 
someone who doesn't like to go in a gym. Maybe they want a, a workout buddy who they can go on a hike with, and that's their thing. Uh, but to be able to do it with someone in a community is uh, inspiring. It's just kind of like the Facebook community you have that you know you put a group in and you inspire them and you show up for them, mm-hmm. and they see other people, and it's just that much more you know inspiring for them uh, to see that there's other people going through that journey with them. And so to answer your question and, and wrap that around, um, it took me a while, but I finally leaned in and said, you know what, I have to be me, mm. because anything other than trying to hide you know, who I am, that can lead to depression. That can lead to not enjoying my everyday in my life because the reverse is I'm hiding behind the idea of really holding people back from, you know, having a community, getting healthy, (laughs) things that are positive. Yeah. Um, Just like on the self-love side, Mm -hmm. um, knowing that self-love is the cure to self-hate. So, um, you know, I hope people that listen to this, watch this, can relate that you can be more than one person um, especially when, you know, it, it syncs with, you know, who you are at your core. Mm, I like that. That I feel like that's like generationally where we're headed. You know, if my, if my parents were sitting in the car, I, I feel like my dad would strongly be like, you can only do one thing. You have to choose one thing to be good at. And I, I think that we're really breaking free of that concept as a generation and moving towards this idea that you can be good at a lot of things and you can create different flows of income and you can just, you can help people on so many different levels. So I think it's beautiful to hear your story and know that like this is living, breathing proof that you can be successful at more than one thing. So, you know, you've mentioned social media a couple of times and I really gonna get super vulnerable with this entire community and let you know that like, Uh, So Armand and I met on social media. We actually uh, were at a, we spoke at an event together. And the second that I discovered him, I turned into like a major Kardashian with everything that he did. The following that he had, he had more followers than me, the more likes he had, and it drove me crazy. And I've never told him this before. So I actually had to, to mute you on social media because it was very hard for me to see someone in the same space like you were just like your your every quote you put up you're just murdering the engagement and like I I realized that I had to practice what I preach and just protect my mentality but you know I've I've since unmuted you like I've, I've moved past that but I just wanted to take a moment to like have that conversation about like you know, taking care of yourself and even people that we view as friends in the industry. Like if you need to like unfollow people or stop watching them for a second, like might be a hard conversation to have. And I kind of put them on the spot by doing it on the podcast. But if you have anything to add to that, I would love to just, uh, you know, know what it's what it's like in your mind going through on social media and how you protect yourself from turning into a Kardashian. If you do, if you ever do, just like, you know, make me feel a little bit better about myself. No, I, I think there's such a lesson in this with what you just did. And, and, and truthfully, to everyone watching and listening, he has never told me this, ever. <laughs> and I, I have so much respect for somebody who can do that for their own peace of mind, if that's what needs to happen in that moment, right? To stay in your own lane. Uh, And then number two, for you to share that with me and everybody else who will be watching this and listening, because it it happens to all of us of, 
especially, you know, looking at the self-love space, looking at the coaching space, looking at whatever, you know, it is in your niche, in your industry, and wanting to compare, you know, A, what they're doing, their likes, their comments, their engagement. And I remember when I first started out on Instagram, it, it became about, you know, oh, I see people doing fake likes, fake comments, you know, fake followers. And is that the, the, the best way to X, Y, Z, right? Get to the next level, be seen. Um, and then I immediately started to know that in doing that, it wasn't authentic to, you know, my, my work, my craft. Because if I really believed in my craft, I would do that every day. And I would engage with people uh, from a place of abundance. And I wouldn't look at what someone else is doing because maybe they're in a different chapter of their life, mm -hmm. right? And it, it is so easy because, you know, you, you, you wake up from bed, you have your phone next to you, it's charged, you pick it up and, you know, you, you press Instagram and, you know, the algorithm will bring the person that you probably watch the most and you see that and, you know, your first thought can be, man, I wish I was like that. I wish I was, had that engagement. I wish I was doing that work and maybe I'm not enough. And so that can be so challenging. And so what I do in the mornings, um, it's kind of like to the mute idea. Um, I try to start my mornings, you know, for at least 15, 20 minutes of positivity because it's so weird. Anytime I pick up my phone first thing in the morning, it's a text message I didn't want to read. Yeah. <laughs> it's a notification I don't want to see. You know, it's a negative comment. It's, you know, something always happens. And so I like to wake up and really set my mindset right before that happens. Mm. Um, but again, wrapping back to you sharing that, that there's so much power in that because you're doing such amazing things and you're just on a podcast that's seen by millions of people and everything you're doing, you know, your coaching, your group coaching. And for you to share that um, is, is so powerful that we're all going through it. We're all growing. We're all learning. And for us both to be in the same industry, uh, to both be men and to be sitting in a car together and, you know, wanting the best for each other. Um, you know, I uh, don't have jealousy of your success. I admire your success. I was telling Linda yesterday that since I met you, you have leaned in and not looked back. And all I can say even though we don't know each other that well, is you've trusted yourself in the process. And what just happened right now in this five minutes, <laughs> it shows. Yeah. So I thank you. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I'm, I'm just glowing. If you're listening, come on over and watch on YouTube, but really consume however you want. Um, you know, and, and it really, the reason I shared that is I really wanted people to know that they're not alone. You know, there, there comes this point where people, for instance, on Instagram, you go to my page at Paul Fishman and it says self-love coach. So immediately I'm telling you that I am an expert in self-love, right? And you, Mr. Self-love, it's in your handle. You are an expert in self-love. And I think we get caught up in this world of wanting to put people in boxes. And it's really a mission of mine to empower and inspire people to understand that like we're all only human and and if you have to mute if you have to unfollow if you have to have a hard conversation with someone like I had to I I reached out to someone that I thought was a really good friend to be on the show and they said no and I was like oh okay um I guess 
I don't need you in my life anymore, you know? So, it, I mean, it didn't happen all like that, but, like, that's the, <laughs> that's the, the, sh- the short story, you know? Like, but it, there are other things that were cluing me in that, like, oh, this person really isn't someone who serves you. So, you know, I just really want to reiterate as much as I can that, like, just because I'm a self-love coach and I... I am the quote-unquote expert. Armand is the quote-unquote expert. doesn't mean that we don't have off days too. And if that can inspire you to give yourself a little grace, give yourself a little bit of just like permission to, to feel what you're feeling and not push it aside. Uh, you know, so the, the next part, I want to talk about the, this concept of, of scarcity that you and I were chatting about a little bit uh, at lunch about just how you know there's room for everyone in the space everyone needs more self-love everyone needs a I really think that everyone could use a coach and if everyone had the ability to invest in a coach whether it be a life coach or a fitness coach or whatever coach or you know if you want to hire me paulfishman.love or hit up Armand like whoever you want to I think that having a coach someone who can hold you accountable and knows what you want in life and can hold you up to those standards is really powerful but like how do you feel about like the, the 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 instagram coach in itself it's interesting because there was a big thing that happened this week of um an instagram coach in the fitness world uh of someone not living up to what they said they were going to do mm. so there's a lot of things that i think you need to be careful of but at the same time like just being around you um it's very easy to notice that you work on your craft and that if somebody hires you as their coach it's the accountability and the things that you've gone through and that you've pushed forward through has so much value Mm. and so i think you know people need to do their due diligence but consistency speaks a lot of volumes and honesty i think I get a little weird when I meet some people that are Instagram coaches, uh, social media coaches who um, come across and say that they know everything. And it's not to discredit them at all, uh, but at the same time, you just said something which is your philosophy, which is we're human. And I relate to that so much more than somebody, and I've hired coaches, I have a coach uh, myself and, and you know, getting fit, (laughs) trying to, trying to, you know, get my health in order. Um, but there's something about knowing that somebody's working on themselves every day as well. Mm -hmm. And someone is honest with what they're going through in their own life. Because just because, you know, we coach doesn't mean that we don't have family, friends, you know, support our family, support our friends, have things going on in our life, things that happen out of the ordinary that we got to face right? All these different things. Yeah. Uh, we go through it too. Um, so it's a beautiful thing that we can do what it is we do on social media and we can meet people from all around the world, like your clients, um, you know, but, um, really understand that if you feel alone and you don't have mentorship, you don't have that guidance, um, you know, like Paul said, going to his website, you know, apply, <laughs> Don't don't wait. I, I can't stress this enough. If nothing changes, nothing's ever gonna change. And so the best investment you can ever make is in yourself. I, I I'm not against materialistic things by all means, but there is no better investment than the one you make in yourself. I think sometimes we're weirded out 
about the idea of investing in ourselves because no one ever teaches us yeah. like how amazing that can be and how far that can take us in life versus going to the grocery store and buying something or <laughs> going to a you know a, a Zara or somewhere and buying it. Zara, you know, we're going to Gucci, okay? Going to Gucci, <laughs> Louis on. Gucci. Yeah, um, but it, it's it's so beautiful when you you take that step and you invest in yourself uh, because the other side is is beautiful. Yeah, you know, I, I just want to have you around all the time because you were just pushing my program hard and I appreciate it. And and that, that just speaks like very, very highly of who you are as an individual that you just really want everyone's success. And, and I could do the same for you because what I, I think the, the beauty of having more than one option in the self-love coaching space is that, you know, what what I've been through, normally clients who come to me have got, are going through similar things that I've been through. And I have not been through half of the things that you've been through so if what and I think that's beautiful that if it if I don't resonate with you uh, with a client or a potential client that I have someone that I can say you know what why don't you reach out to this person because it's really important to have resources for every single person because I am not a one-size-fits-all coach and I just I appreciate your um, your sign off on my program and I want to want to send the same to you um, but, you know, I, I would love to ask just a couple more questions, but before I do that, I think we just got to throw in another road trip game, and this is the game that I play with every single guest on this show, and a lot of people are like, Paul, this isn't really a self-love show, a self-love, like, appropriate show, and I'm just like, what, self-love gets really deep, self-love gets dirty, self-love gets aggressive sometimes, it is hard to have conversations about self-love with your family, your friends sometimes, so we are going to play Fuck, Mary Kill with inanimate objects, because we're not getting too crazy with the people, okay? So, have you, do you know how to play this game? No, you know, when I heard you say that... <laughs> I thought you said fuck Mary Kay. Oh <laughs> yeah, coming, coming from the it. network marketing You're like, world. Ooh, I used to work for them. Sorry. Yeah. No. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so no, fuck Mary Kill. So basically, I'm going to say three uh, inanimate objects, and you're going to choose one that you would fuck, one that you would marry, and then one that you would kill. Wow, this okay. is about to get serious. This, can get this real... might have me outside my comfort zone. Okay, more than ever. But this is what you're self love like, is. You, you're talking. You're telling stories about being like beat up by your ex girlfriend. <laughs> you're fine with that. And I'm gonna then, kill something. Yeah, you're gonna kill something. So, okay, so fuck, Mary, kill. Are you ready? We're gonna do with restaurants, okay? Because I know, I know, you've got some big fan restaurants: Mendocino Farms, Cheesecake Factory. Okay, uh, where else do you love to go? Olive Garden. Do you love to go there? I don't know, but I just feel like you've been there. So that fuck Mary Kill, Mendocino Farms, Cheesecake Factory, Olive Garden, hashtag not sponsored. <laughs> hashtag not sponsored for Olive Garden. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so I gave you a good one. Yeah. So I can kill Olive Garden? Yeah. I just did. Okay, bye. <laughs> love Cheesecake Factory. So you would marry Cheesecake Factory? I would, I would marry Cheesecake okay. Factory. And so that means you're going to make sweet, sweet love to Mendocino Farms. You know what? When you walk into Mendocino Farms, if you've ever been there, it says passion, people, purpose. <laughs> I could make love to that <laughs> all day. Every day. Every day. Oh, man. <laughs> and word on the street is you kind of do, right? You're, you're, you go there a lot. We're getting deeper. Yeah. I, I, you know what? I go there several times a week. 
and honestly, it's the ambiance, it's the people more than the food. Okay. Um, and and um, yeah, so I'm there all the time. You know where to find Amazing, me. I love it. Well, we just had lunch there. It was my introduction. I did enjoy it. They had some vegan gluten-free sandwich options, which made me feel supported and seen and heard as a minority in the in the food space. Okay, so my final question, well, I have two more questions for you, but my, my big final question for you is, what does self-love mean to you? You know, it's the, ironically, it's the hardest thing to do that I found in my life. But if you can get to that point and you work toward that point, you'll start living versus existing. And that's being yourself. I think it's so easy to want to be somebody else, be like somebody else, um, try to be like somebody else so you're seen. And maybe it stemmed from your childhood where you, didn't, you weren't validated and you, you didn't receive love. And so you're trying to dress a certain way, act a certain way, pose a certain way. And so be you. Uh, you know, it's such a vague answer to that. But anyone you're trying to be other than yourself, let it go and know that when you, know, you start being yourself, you'll attract everything that you desire from people that you're hanging out with, um, what you're doing for a living, um, you know, and like I always say in many of my videos, self-love is, is your cure to your self-hate. It's the beginning of your self-healing and it's the end of your self-destruction. And notice everything within that is the self. It's not somebody else. And so know that it starts and ends with you. Um, and if you work on yourself and you don't focus on anyone or anything else, you know, you'll, you'll get to where you want to be um, and just stay focused on that. Amazing. Thank you for that. I, I've... I've done, this is my eighth interview and every single person answers that different and I love that so much. That is exactly my feelings about self-love and, and, and the beauty of self-love is there's no wrong answer because it's individualized. So thank you for sharing that with me. Um, my, uh, the, the card ran out of space so we're just going to keep on with the audio. Um, so where can people find you? Tell, tell us how, you can, how we can find you, where can we go, what, where can we see you, all the things. Yeah, absolutely. So you can find me pretty much anywhere, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Mr. Self Love, and it's M-R, and then Self Love, Mr. Self Love. I love it. Beautiful. Well, Mr. Self Love, Armand, thank you so much for joining us on the road to self-love if you are watching this on youtube thank you so much for being here please like comment subscribe share with your friends and if you're listening to this on your favorite podcast spotify itunes we'd love a rating it helps our brand new show just grow and grow so thank you so much for being here and we will see you next time on the road to self-love